my personality does not do well with being given commands. Yeah, who's this guy to tell me that I need to do such and such thing? Like, and it just reignited me. You oh, know? really? Yeah, dude. That was like the one thing that <laughs> I didn't know that could have like taken it a step farther for oh, me God. than it happened. Welcome to another episode of Ambitious. <laughs> Yeah, you know the guy, have you ever seen Inside Out, that cartoon with the different characters that are in your brain? Yeah. Yeah. You know that little red guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, head explodes into fire. That's what you had? Dude. That, that's what, what I went. I, I So I went outside and I, I grabbed an axe out of the woodshed and I chopped down a tree. Pure rage. Pure, pure rage. Tell everybody who you are. I am your brother-in-law. I married your sister. My name is Jesse Troutman. Um... 34 now just had a little birthday so uh nice 34 um solidly in my mid 30s oh wait when was your birthday the The third third december third happy birthday thank you i don't think i ever told you wait no i don't think i ever told you no no worries no worries thanks though (laughs) you're welcome um yeah yeah i've uh been married into your family now for uh it'll be seven years this june so six and a half years almost exactly we got married on june 30th so no we didn't we had a baby on june 30th that's another thing about being a dad and a husband is (laughs) forget your dates get mixed up we got married on june 20th um so yeah almost exactly uh six and a half years you and i have been friends for a long time like since I mean, sort of since we were kids, our relationship is so unique because <clears throat> you've dated two of my sisters, married one of them. Yep. And then I dated your sister. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Didn't marry her. And then, so now we're related and we've had like points in our relationship where we're really not okay with each other and then really... Like just some of the highest highs in relationship that I that I think I can have because I don't know you're one of the funniest dudes that I know. Thanks, man. When I think about the person that I didn't want to be around in an apocalypse, I think about you. All right. And so I there's a lot of reasons why I really like you and I trust you and I like to be around you. And then there's also been some times when it's been really hard to be around each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, our lives kind of. Uh, I don't know. There was a point there where we were going very different directions, you know, with our interests and pursuits, and we just when grew apart. I mean, oh, when oh. we were like having our low points. The most recent one, that being one of the most recent ones, and then, um, <clears throat> I mean, when you moved away and stuff, like just yeah. just like going a different direction. Yeah. Um, but we lived together in in Utah. You know, we were roommates for a while. Yeah, we were super close. Like in right after high school when yeah. we lived up the hill and we were dating each other's sisters at the same time. Yeah. We were super close then. And then we were in the missionary training center at the same time. Yeah. And then we would, you know, write each other. I, I mean, I wrote you letters for the whole, on our whole mission. Yeah. Tapes, sent me tapes. Tapes and letters and yeah, all that shit. And then we lived together after the mission and I met Dam. And you weren't a fan, dude. <laughs> I was. Now we share that. We have that in common. Now we have that in common. Yeah, man. I. Uh, 
Maybe I should have just listened to you from the beginning. I mean, maybe it's all my fault. Maybe <laughs> all the valleys are all me. I'm fully prepared to accept that responsibility. Nah, nah, <laughs> give me some of that. Um, yeah, wasn't a fan of uh, of your choice for um, a partner. But yeah. at the same time, it was like, you do you. Why and did you not like her? I just got a vibe. I just got a weird vibe. Like, um, I don't know if I can even explain it. I didn't, one of the things was I didn't feel like there had been enough time, like for you guys to really get to know each other. Mm. And like you guys had met on your mission. Mm -hmm. She was in a different mission, Yeah, but you met on your mission, then came home, um, started dating pretty quick after that. Yeah. And then, uh, got married pretty quick after that and so super quick I, I remember my advice being like dude take your time yeah like figure out what exactly it is that you it's good advice need. <laughs> and uh you're like no she's the one man and i was like okay but like i don't think so but i mean that's just one man's opinion yeah. so right whatever well that there were multiple men that told me that same opinion. Oh. like hey i just don't see it man like yeah. Yeah, i don't see it yeah and i was like I don't know, just stubborn, horny, I don't know, whatever it was, just yeah. super ready. I think another thing that was kind of a, a red flag, maybe an orange flag, <laughs> um, was like the culture differences too. Yeah. Because like she is Latina and coming from like her whole family um, has a totally different yeah. way of looking at life than, you know, us. Right. Like I couldn't uh, even talk to her mom in English. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, that was an orange flag for sure. <sighs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think when that all happened, I was like, just wanted you to be like stoked for me rather than, but I don't know. Cause then in one of the previous podcast episodes, I was like, how come nobody said anything to me? Yeah, no, that's valid. Like, when you're like, I, I did tell you from the fucking beginning. Yeah, but like I wasn't going to be that guy. Yeah. Like I told you so. Right. But, uh, you know, because I at the same time recognize like this is his life, like this is his choice. Um, you know, I'm just his friend. I mean, he hasn't asked me to advise him. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, have these feelings, but that's make it right for him. So um, like I never totally got on board with it. Um, and then too, <clears throat> after you guys got married, she just wasn't very nice to me. Yeah. Like she didn't want us to hang out. That was probably my fault. Mm. Well, I haven't heard that side of the story yet, but <laughs> well, this I is was just, just what I, I see. I don't really know why she never liked you, but she, like she did not want me to get married to your sister. Did not want me to marry. Or she didn't want more. So she didn't want Jasmine oh. to marry me. Oh yeah. Remember when I had to, when we had to drive to Portland oh, yeah. and make this like big apology thing to her over like I, I still to this day don't remember what that whole thing was about i don't either i was so confused yeah by that whole thing i just had to, i was like uh, i guess i'll just like sit here and uh, i would, i felt so caught between two storms man i didn't know what was happening yeah um but yeah i, I think that she just had a really strong advocation for um people like going to college especially women like being educated and she wanted that for Jasmine. 
and I, but I don't know why she, what she had against you, but I guess maybe at the beginning is because um, whenever I was hanging out with her when we were living together, you and I, um, I'd be like, oh yeah, Jesse, Jesse like wants me to come back home right now, like he just he wants me to there because just by staying up there like sleeping at her house was against the school honor code Oh, because yeah. we were going to LDS business college right, right. and so you'd be like hey bro like just checking in keeping you accountable like make sure to come home tonight uh, and then I would just be like ugh like Jesse's texting me and then she'd be like ah just tell him like so that's why I say it, it could have been my fault but I was I wasn't like talking negatively about you I was just yeah just no worries she just wanted to yeah yeah I mean I don't know I guess I have I have more uh, respect for relationships now than I did then, and so like being able to like I can I can see it from her perspective better now than I was able to you know when I was younger in that moment. Like I was like, why would she be trying to get him to do things that are, like they both know mm-hmm. they quote unquote shouldn't be doing. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ellie George with HomeQuest Realty. If you're in the market for a home in Southern Oregon or thinking of selling your home, I've been working with Ellie George with her marketing and can testify that she is a true pro in the industry. She has an amazing passion for real estate. She's been practicing for over 16 years, sells over 120 homes a year, which is absolutely nuts compared to the average agent only selling about eight When it comes to marketing, I've seen her go the extra mile to make sure her homes stand out and capture eyes nationwide and to net the sellers way more money in the end. She and I work together a lot on her higher end homes, creating videos that beautifully and thoroughly showcase the spaces, and I've absolutely loved working with her. Mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a no-cost, low-pressure consultation. She'll help you with your real estate portfolio, whether it's your first home, investment, move up, or you just want to be constantly aware of your equity position. She's definitely who I would trust for my real estate advisor. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ammon Clough Creative. Ammon Clough Creative is a business specializing in photography, videography, podcasting, education, and content creation. Services include weddings, small business landing videos, corporate video and photography work, podcast production, product photography, brand exposure, one-on-one and group workshops, and photo shoots in almost any capacity, such as outdoor or indoor, family, couples, or single-person photo shoots. For more information, go to ammonclough.com or check out ammonclough on Instagram at ammonclough. And even though, like, staying over for the night in and of itself isn't... There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, you go to sleep, she goes to sleep, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, being in the church and being, like, raised that way... Yeah. There's just, like, this... Like we, we don't do that. And we were like fresh off of our missions. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't understand that. Like, I think that was probably another red flag for me is like, you know, if they're both just this spent two years, um, you know, dedicated to teaching a certain lifestyle and now like, you know, they're just basically running off of pure emotion Mm-hmm. you know wanting to do what they want to do because yeah. of what their emotions are telling them 100 percent, that was true yeah i mean who isn't that true for true i mean at that age anyways like we were 21 22 22 when i got married yeah, yeah. so 21 at the time yeah but <sighs> so glad that, that part of my life is done like that i could think a bit more clearly yeah. and just i don't know have that part of me just gone yeah. 
yeah, I I agree. I'm I'm glad that that uh, I'm glad that I'm older now. I still like it's it's weird being in my mid thirties. Like I don't think of myself that way, but like I I appreciate so many more things now. And um, hey, there's your cat. There he is. Um, hey, goose. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just like more, just maturity. Yeah. But yeah, glad to be past that now. We both are in uh, a much better, better place, uh, you know, in our relationship and in our individual re- relationships. Um, yeah, it feels good now. Yeah. I'm glad that we're, I don't know. I feel like because we've had so many ups and downs, I feel like we, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I feel like you and I can probably weather anything, you know, because we know that we, we know how each other is when we feel a certain way. And then we know that we're always going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like I understand. Yeah. We've been, we've had to, you know, overcome some, some things in our friendship and yeah, I've been through a lot with you. Yeah. We've known each other a long time. Yeah. Longer than most people in my life, besides the people I'm related to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang, it's it's hard to like dive into it. It's I feel like it's kind of hesitant to. Well, there's just a lot. Like I know it's hard. Start? It's hard to figure out like where to start. But yeah, just back to the beginning and then just kind of go through it. The most recent, the most recent one was another point in our. The most recent valley, like the yeah, I kind of feel like that was like the main one. Well, the biggest one. The, yeah, because... Or the most volatile. That was more of, like, personal to my behavior, not just, like, the person that I was with, that she didn't like you and you didn't like her, and right. so I was just kind of caught between the two of you. But this was more like... Uh, we were I just, directly didn't agree with something that you were doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was a very, like, personal... Do we want to talk about that? Yeah, whatever. Okay. So the story goes... I, you and Jasmine moved to Alaska and we were all still like, you know, part of the church and I was freshly divorced. I'm kind of backing up a little bit. And I started to kind of a transition away from the church. And then, uh, I don't really know like what your, what your opinion of me was then. Like when I started leaving, I'm sure that it wasn't great. You were probably like, bummed that I was leaving the church. Or we had been like, um, um, like we hadn't had a super close relationship for a lot of years at that point. So like, right. you know, as soon as you got married, we really like tapered our relationship off. Like, because, yeah. you know, Damaris didn't really want us to be hanging out for whatever reason. And then, um, I think she was, I don't know, upset for whatever reason that I, married Jasmine and so we really didn't spend much time hanging out when you guys were living in Portland and then we moved away yeah Uh, we moved to Bend uh right after we got married Jasmine and I and then uh we moved back to Ashland and then moved to Alaska and during that whole time you and I really didn't have much of a much much contact so then when we were transitioning back to Oregon from Alaska um that was no, it was before we went to Alaska when you got divorced. Yeah, because we were going to the yeah. gym and hanging out, and yeah, kind of we reconnecting the gym a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, you were. I remember we were standing in the parking lot of the gym, and you were telling me about, uh, you know, this girl that you were dating, and mm-hmm. 
was kind of transitioning away from actually at that time i think you were like trying to you were still um in the church or active in the church and uh and she was interested in the church too like she was meeting with the missionaries taylor no oh natalie natalie yeah and so um but that was another thing it was another red flag it was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she like this girl moves like leaves like what the hell yeah she's her, leaving her kids kids in california and you know moves up here um you know met her online yeah and stuff and yeah you know yeah. it's gonna be this big relationship and i was right like, we met on, again, on instagram yeah dude like yeah i don't know this girl <laughs> she could be crazy Oof. and uh i was so blinded by just emotional pain and trauma yeah uh, and she was really nice. She was super nice to me. And I still yeah. think that she's like a, a good person. Yeah, super nice. She makes questionable decisions like leaving her kids and stuff. I guess I'm moving back though as a side note. Oh, that's what I heard too. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, she was just very emotionally um, validating to me. She would just validate me all the time sure. and make me feel good about myself. And I needed that. That was nice. But then, yeah, she just wasn't the person I was supposed to be with romantically. Yeah. And I mean, from my perspective, I saw it as like, okay, so he's vulnerable and he's just like using her as a crutch. Like, yeah, just like for sure. Putting his emotional, you know, burdens on her, you know, instead of dealing with it himself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, red flag from my perspective. And I remember talking about that in the parking lot. Um, yeah. Outside the, the YMCA. Yeah. Outside the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, we moved to Alaska. Well, I listened to you. I broke up with her. Yeah. Yeah. No, bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, And then moved back from Alaska and uh, you had started a different relationship with Taylor Mm -hmm. at that point, um, who I didn't know at all, who I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know, you know, these last couple years. Yeah. You guys seem a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah, we we click a lot of similar interests. Um, she really gets you. It's it's so interesting. Like whenever we, of all the friends that I have, she's just like she just like understood you right from the get go. Not mm. when you and I were having that whole thing. We kind of keep like bouncing off of that topic. Like like we keep getting off on these side tangents about like the issue. Like, <laughs> Should we just say it? <laughs> but let's, let's, let's play this one out and then let's like commit to just like, yeah, let me just tell you how much Taylor likes you. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, she just like really gets you. She just, uh, once she met you, she just told me, yeah, she just understood the way that you thought, the way that you are and, um, the diff- different struggles that you have with coming, like coming back to artifacts and then going again. And she just like, she understands it for some, for whatever reason. Maybe she sees herself in you somehow. But you guys do have a lot of similar interests, like guns and like roadkill. And wow. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that roadkill is one of my <laughs> just like, kidding. top five, but uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I, I feel very comfortable around her, and I haven't felt that way about. Um, you know, people who you've chosen for your past relationships. And so, yeah. you know, I, I enjoy, you know, coming over and hanging out with you guys. Um, I yeah. feel like, you know, she, she's a trustworthy person. Um, yeah, I like her. Yeah, she's great. I'm sorry that I didn't, uh, like, continue our friendship when I was married, by the way. I feel like that was something that I could have done differently. Well, I'm here now, so. I water mean, under the bridge. Water under the bridge. Okay, so let's talk about the fucking thing. 
So I was, I left the church. I was like fully out and drinking and doing all my, you know, shenanigans. And then Jasmine. I was still in. You were still in. Jasmine was still in. You guys had just moved back. And one night my parents were like, let's go to Brick Room or no, Common Block. And then uh, Jasmine was in the room and we were saying it. And then she was like, okay, I'll come too. Yeah, I was home with the kids. Right. So she texted you. I was like, hey, I'm gonna, is it okay if I go out to dinner with, the, with my family? Um, so like just she invited herself and then just was coming. So fine, you know, whatever. So it was me, my brothers, Jasmine, and my parents at, at Common Block. And I just, I was trying to be more like okay with just being myself. Because when you're drinking and not being Mormon and your whole family's Mormon, it's very tempting to just like hide yourself, hide that part of yourself or just, uh, you know, not be you around them. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like, I know they love me. I know they don't love all my behavior and decisions, but this is who I am, at least right now. This, this is what I'm choosing to do. So I just ordered a drink, ordered a beer or something. And sure. Braden did too. And then Jasmine was just like, you know what? I'm going to order something because I'm curious. It was a cider. Cider, yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to remember the flavor, blood orange or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that specific. Yeah. Lot. So she ordered one, whatever, had one, and then we left. It's fine. And then, uh, so then what happened that night? Yeah. So let me pick it up from here. Okay. So she texted me after she got home from the restaurant and uh-huh. she's like, um, paraphrasing she's like hey i might uh stay a couple hours at my parents house um i'm not i'm not feeling like i'm okay to drive Mm. and that was like that was it that was her text she didn't say like i buzzed or no she said like but obviously like she knew that i would understand what she meant so she Uh, wasn't trying to avoid telling you she would no she told me right away she's like um yeah i'm not feeling okay to drive i'm gonna stay here until you know i'm what was your, so emo, tell me your emotional reaction when you heard that. Yeah. You know, the guy, have you ever seen Inside Out, that cartoon with the different characters that are in your brain? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that little red guy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, head explodes into fire. That's what you had? Dude. That's what was, I went, I, I, so I went outside and I, I grabbed an ax out of the woodshed and I chopped down a tree. Pure rage. Pure, pure rage. Oh my God. Yeah. Like not, uh, my, how big was the tree? Uh, I mean, small. <laughs> it's not that. I mean, mad. I was mad, but uh, but I hadn't been doing CrossFit yet, so I, I chose a small tree that I. How knew many swings I could take did it down. take you to? I can't. I didn't count. One. <laughs> one swift blow. Um, moving on. We. Uh, Sorry, I'm stalling. No, I'm I, nervous. Um, so yeah, no, I was pissed. Like I, I was like, I cannot believe that her family would you know, just sit idly by knowing that like she was still committed to living, um, the gospel lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. she went out with her family who I, I trust because I, I've known them for so long. We've, we've, you know, grown up in the church. So I know what standards they live by or that, you know, they know the standards that I, expect from them not that like my expectation of their behavior is anything valid because you know everybody lives their own life but 
um, just like I, I had an expectation of what would happen, you know, if she was, you know, with you guys. Yeah. And like her coming home sober is like a fair expectation. Like it's, yeah, it's like not I like no out idea. of this world that you would expect that. Yeah. It and so, and so, it also makes sense that you would be mad. Like I'm not discounting I was just that. blindsided. Like I had no, like it just totally took me by surprise. I didn't have any, um, any warning. Like she, she said like, I'm going to go hang out with my family tonight. And right. like, yeah, whatever. So you had no idea. No, she, none. And she didn't either. In fact, and, until, and they, neither did I. Yeah. I was actually really surprised. Yeah. It's not like you guys were sitting there. Like, like she sneaks out of the house and like goes over and, Hey, let's go get a drink. I'm finally away right. from Jesse. Right. That wasn't it at all. It was, you know, she went out with you guys. Um, everybody was having fun. Um, her brothers ordered a couple of drinks and she ordered one too. I mean, she'd never drank before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just wanted to, just wanted to do it. She was, you know, you know, mid twenties, never, never had a sip of alcohol and yeah. it was a safe environment cause she was with her family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she knew nothing was going to happen to her. Right. So she just did it, which, um, perfect time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's no better time to, you know, experiment than when you're surrounded by people that you love and trust. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the kids and she had a safe place to go afterwards and it was just, it would have been nice though if she like just had said to you like, Hey, like I'm thinking about doing this or I, yeah. I don't I mean, hindsight know. though, hindsight. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, in the morning. Yeah. So like, I guess I should say at this point, like, like we're totally past it. Like no hard feelings. Like my wife and I have a great relationship. Uh, yeah. We've talked about it thoroughly. Um, you know, we shed the tears. We, you know, made up, we, yeah. you know, passed it. Water yeah. Yeah. Bridge, for sure. Totally. That, that we should start by saying that for sure. Yeah. But, uh, in the moment, I'm just kind of thinking out loud as we're going yeah, through same. it. So anyways, yeah, I was like, so she sent me that text and I was like pissed mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, you know what? Just don't come home tonight. Mm. Just, I mean, if that's, you know, the life that you're going to live, you know, and who am I like based? I'm so pissed, right? Like not right now, but in that moment I was so pissed. Yeah. Um, like fine, just don't come home at all. Yeah, just don't come home. So she was like, no. And then, you know, a couple hours later she gets home. Um, we didn't talk that night. Like I was awake when she got home, but I just, you know, rolled over in bed and yeah. did that whole ignore her thing. Stupid. Silent um, treatment. Yeah, stupid. And then it's fine, dude. I do it all the time. The next morning, I slept on the couch last <laughs> night. <laughs> I love sleeping on the couch, man. I sleep so good. I don't. I dude, hate it. This you know, couch is tiny. You have a small one. But Goose snuggled me all night, dude. Goose Everything is, is fine too. By the way, we're good. It's all. It's all good. <laughs> well, Goose is a good snuggler. Yeah, he's good. Um, so the next day we talked about it and uh, just got it all out. And yeah, it was like it her point was kind of like, how dare you have such a reaction, um, to me doing this tiny little thing. And you were like, and how dare you not talk to me about this? Well, first? but, but even deeper than that, it was like, like her point was, how dare you get so upset because I did this one thing when before we were married, like before you went on your mission, you had this whole wild life. Oh, like oh. you've experienced so much in your life that I have never and probably will never experience, um, you know, living in the college dorms. Did that hurt your feelings? Um, we had talked about it before. Like it, it's always been a point of discomfort in our relationship because but like when she said it in that moment, did it feel like kind of a stab? Like no, you did all that no, shit before. No. So. so in that moment, um, 
it it woke me up oh. it was like it was like a call to back to reality for me how so um in that moment i was like it, like that was the one thing that she could have said that um that made me reevaluate the way oh, i was reacting mm-hmm. because so it kind of brought like, you back to center yeah yeah oh, okay. back to and so yeah just like understanding that's so crazy that worked that would not have worked on me if if my partner said that to me i i would i'd feel like that's not fair mm-hmm. like i mm-hmm. just because i lived a life and had my experiences and I'm older than you mm-hmm. doesn't give you is not an excuse for you to go and make a mistake or to do something that you know isn't right. Yeah. But at it, least at this point in your life. Yeah. I mean, but for me in that moment, it was like, you know what? Um, in, in the long term, in the long term, the things that, uh, you know, the choices that I've made in my life, um, have had, you know, deep effects you know, they've yeah. like, I've, I've, I've been all over the place, um, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, um, you know, I've, yeah, you kind of have I've, covered the dude. I've been, <laughs> I've been through things and, yeah. uh, thinking about it in, from that perspective in that moment, it just like woke me up and, uh, we were able to pretty quickly and, and easily get back to, um, a, a good place where you could kind of talk civilly and yeah yeah totally like like the, calmly yeah calm conversation and uh you know not necessarily bringing me to a place where i was in support of those things mm-hmm. um you know drinking and um and doing things that were outside of the church's prescribed yeah um you know rule book guidelines guidelines but um but seeing that this one evening the choices that were made didn't have any you know eternal impact or consequences like it was you know it might be something that people would call like a like opening a doorway to that life but yeah um compared to the life that i had lived you know before my mission before getting married mm-hmm. um you know, not even, not even comparable from your perspective. It's not a doorway. Not well, I have, it's like a glance at the door. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, my personality is very, very different than, than Jasmine's personality. Like I have pretty strong willpower. You really do. And that's one thing that you and Taylor have in, in common. Maybe that's what you, why you guys get along so well. You and her have like crazy amounts of discipline. Like you, the way that you, like a long time ago, you told me <clears throat> how you used to smoke cigarettes when you were younger. Yeah. For like, I don't know, a year. Yeah. And then you just quit cold turkey. Yeah. And then that's how you were with other substances. That's how you are with, like you go to CrossFit every morning. You wake up, you have three kids. You yeah, wake up at 420. And you, I, yeah, the class starts at five. Right. So you have to get there by five. Uh, and I don't know, like when you just, when you moved to Alaska, I thought that was pretty uh, admirable. Like I wouldn't have done it, but it was just, it was admirable that you did it. You made that kind of a move to Alaska. And, uh, I don't know. I just think you have a lot of, that's something that I really admire about you is your discipline and your uh, ability to just like decide something and then stick to it. 
Yeah. Like when I, yeah, that's what I mean. Like just the willpower thing. Um, you know, I could, I could do, I could put myself in Jasmine's shoes and go out one night and have a drink, but knowing in my mind, like, like this is the only drink I'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so you have good that'll self-control. Be that. That'll be that. Like I just, that yeah. would have been the only drink I would have ever had, uh-huh. you know, in that, in that moment, if that had been my mindset. Um, and, and Jasmine, um, you know, we're just, we're just different. And I, I don't feel like maybe she and I have communicated enough about each other's, um, ability to, to control ourselves in that way. Like just, it's a conversation that hasn't really come up. So not knowing that, I mean that in that moment, it was like, just, uh, are you worried about her like not being able to have self-control with it? No, necessarily. That... Oh, okay. I just didn't know. You know, oh, yeah. so it was so just, it was like, just like, so like much unknown. unknown. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and then I know that you felt, so you felt blindsided, you felt, um, left out, like you weren't talked to, which that's where I really empathize with you. Like if I'm totally honest, I would have been mad too. I, I don't know if I would have, like you have this way of like kind of exploding a little bit. Yeah. But I, not that that's a bad thing. It's just something that you do. Um, but I would have been mad. I would have been really mad if my partner uh, made a decision like that, uh, especially with like something that can, you know, impair your judgment. Uh, and it's her first time. She doesn't know how she's going to react. You're not with her. You weren't spoken to about that it. That was a big one. Like, yeah. that. So I totally get it. I, I would have been, but from my perspective, because you texted me and you were really angry. I texted everybody in your family. Yeah. And I, I understand that. And I'm not saying that's a, that is wrong. I just, from my perspective, I didn't know you didn't know. And now that I know the whole picture, I, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense why you got mad. It makes sense why, I don't know. I just think that I, I get it. I would have been upset if my partner didn't tell me. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, it, it kind of sounds more like, a, like my conflict with Jasmine instead uh-huh. of my conflict with you. Um, right. The, the whole thing about our relationship you and I is, um, in that, that, that conflict, um, caused me to blame you because from my perspective, you were the one who like had, had left the church first Uh and, and, you know, doing all these things, Jasmine, I'm the oldest, I'm the oldest in your family. Um, yeah, the example, Jasmine sees that she wants to have a relationship with you. And so if, if you hadn't been making those choices, she wouldn't have gone out and ordered a drink um, and not told you about it or well yeah she just w- there would have been no motivation for her to right. drink at all right right if there hadn't been that which is probably true so and i i had just been getting blamed so much already in my life yeah. for like Ammon, you're i was always told you're the example because i'm the oldest of my five younger siblings and so now so backing up a little bit I was this example, you know, I was going to church, I went on a mission, did all the things, got married in the temple, and then my brothers, my two younger brothers, two of my younger brothers, they didn't go on missions, well, Braden did, but uh, Canyon didn't, or hasn't yet, I don't know, whatever, he's probably not going to. <laughs> and we'll see about ice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, from my perspective, my example doesn't matter, because nobody's following it anyway. 
Um, but now all of a sudden it does matter when I'm making decisions for my actual self rather than just the church. But that's kind of the way that everything goes. Like things don't really matter. I mean, same thing in my relationship with Jasmine. Like we don't talk about the hard things until there's a catalyst. Like, same thing in our relationship. Sure. So, you know, in the, in the good times or when everything's, you know, calm water, yeah, you don't think about the things that are going to make waves. And right. then uh, when the waves are on you uh-huh. is when you know everybody everybody's opinion comes out everybody's you know everybody wants to tell you what you should have done because you know now it's hindsight like you you should have done this and then this wouldn't have happened or whatever it is and i guess i i I guess i should take it back you don't like explode you just no i do oh you do i mean i mean that was the only experience i'd I'd had of you exploding like you just got really mad at me blamed me that was probably the worst that was probably one of my worst explosions like i I usually I have pretty strong emotions, but I'm able to like, you know, take a couple minutes and and you know just yeah. breathe and focus on maybe the bigger picture or something. Yeah. And then the explosion doesn't usually come out. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But but yeah, I mean, my emotions are pretty pretty mine powerful. Too. So. Yeah, mine too. And so in that moment, I had just what I'm trying to get to is that I had been I've been feeling, and maybe it's just my feelings, but I've been feeling like I was being blamed for. Um, because I was from my family's perspective, well, I don't want to say my family, but from the Mormon church's perspective, I was setting a bad example all of a sudden in my life now because I left the church and was making decisions that were in the guide, in the guidelines of the church. And so then when you came to me and you blamed me, I was just like, I'm just fucking done. Like I don't, it wasn't my fault from my, in my opinion. Um, but maybe it was, I don't know. I mean, you're right. Jasmine probably wouldn't have that night. Um, but I, my reaction was, I was scared. Like I was scared of you. I was, I don't know what he's capable of. I know you have a lot of guns. He, I didn't know you chopped down a tree, but, uh, I just was, I wasn't sure what you were capable of. I didn't know what you're, what you were going to do. I didn't know how mad you were at me. Uh, meaning over the past year of me like leaving the church because at the time it was only about a year since I had left the church and I wasn't sure how you were feeling about me and then when you uh, when you were texting me I was like okay he is very mad so I went and like I blocked you on all my socials I um, told you I didn't want you at my house yeah like you said you needed boundaries I needed boundaries I was like bro go to therapy like don't talk to me you're not welcome at my house. Oh my God, man. It's so, yeah. yeah. I hate this kind it, of shit. Yeah. We, uh, it was scary. I was, it was terrifying to me. Yeah. And, and that, I was sad because I really like you. Like I, that I was, I felt like I was grieving the loss of a friendship. And the thing that made it even harder was that you're married to my sister. So now family stuff is going to be awkward because I didn't know what my relationship with my sister was going to be anymore. And anyway, I didn't know if you had something to say. I, I kind of bulldozed you a second ago. No, you're good. I was just going to say um, that, yeah, I remember when you sent me those texts, like, you're not welcome, um, <laughs> you know, in my space. Mm-hmm. I need boundaries. You need to um, you need to prove to me that you're trustworthy before we can continue any type of um, relationship. Um, you, yeah, you need therapy. And the, I think you even took it one step farther as to, like, like I need to see proof of your efforts Mm, that yeah. you're 
you know, changing your, uh, that you're able to control your emotions. Yeah. And, and that pissed me off because my, I'm very, uh, I'm very much, um, a, (laughs) my personality does not do well with being given commands. Mm. Yeah. My immediate reaction almost a hundred percent of the time, you know, there's very few people who I, who can just give me like a, a, an aggressive command like that, mm-hmm. who I will obey right. willingly. You're like, oh, so you were just kind of like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Who's this guy to tell me that I need to do such and such thing? Oh, yeah. Like, and it just reignited me. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, dude. That was like the one thing that <laughs> I didn't know that could have like taken it a step farther for oh, me than it happened. <laughs> and it was like, I was, I was like, I am done. Like yeah. if he wants to be done, then fuck. Then I'm like, done. Like good riddance. Yeah. Like I do not need this guy telling me yeah. what is and isn't good for my relationship with my wife. Um, what is good for my relationship with myself. Yeah. Like I, so we were both kind of there. Yeah. Both to the point of just like, yeah. And so that was like the depth of our, like that was the Mariana trench of our relationship. But after that, you know, we, we let it cool off for a couple months, uh, started to kind of slowly see each other at family gatherings. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we had a a face to face. We did. We had a little campfire face to face. Yeah. I, I think about that every once in a while, that campfire. And I'm like, did I say all the right things? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like I was giving you demands there too. But I don't know. I, I, what I was trying to do was just like tell you what I needed, like my boundaries and what I was comfortable with. Number one, like the way that I wanted you to approach me. Like if you're upset with something, I wanted you to be able to come to me and, and what I wanted is for you to come to me and ask me my side and say like, yeah. And I heard that like, um, when we had that little campfire powwow, I went into it thinking like, you know, this guy, man, yeah, this guy, like, what's he going to ask for now? (laughs) And, you know, we had a good chat. I mostly just listened, Mm -hmm. um, you know, didn't, didn't contribute too much to the conversation. Just heard you out and, just thinking that okay i'm just gonna keep my mouth shut there's really nothing productive i have to to say anyways because i'm still pretty pissed well you were very apologetic like i remember you apologizing a lot and just like wanting to you know just put it behind us and i was like i'm not ready to put it behind us like i want to i'm not okay with um like you know those relationships where there's like always that thing or there's a few things that you don't like but you never say you yes. just kind of like sweep it under the rug not oh, you specifically but I mean, yeah, in general every, I, I guess every relationship has got those yeah yeah um and so i didn't want to do that like i wanted to just like let's just lift up the rug and just fucking talk about it let's just let's talk and generally that's how i approach things too i'm very like yeah there's a conflict let's get this i mean let's meet it head on let's yeah. just into the storm yeah and so i I really didn't know what to expect. You seemed calm and I remember I was not very calm. I was, I was scared. I was angry and And I could tell, I mean, it was obvious like, you know, there wasn't like, 
you know, we went no eye contact, you know, we were, yeah. um, you know, it was, it was night, which just it's like, cold. It's cold. <laughs> so like, you know, those, yeah, I don't know what, um, but I appreciated you like wanting to do that. And in my timing and you offered to buy dinner, which was cool. And at first I think that we were both just like, let's just get to a place where we can be civil and have it be where we can so that family birthdays won't be so awkward. Family get togethers, dinners at my parents won't be so awkward. We don't have to hang out. We don't have to be friends, but we, you know, we're family. And so we have to just, this is what families do. And so we tried to figure it out and, uh, I think we did. I mean, we're well, I know. Yeah, we definitely did. We're super good now. We are. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting hearing your, your side of the, of the, just what your experience was. Yeah, kind of a more like play by play. Yeah, yeah, because this is like really the only time we've ever talked about it since that campfire night. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, no, we're totally totally good now. Just like over the course of, um, well, I guess it was last winter mm-hmm. when that happened. So um, a year ago. Yeah, a year ago. So, yeah, give us twelve months and. I guess in at the time, what I was thinking was, so when I met what when I said I want proof. Uh, I wanted to see, I wanted you to like honor my boundary, which you, you, by the way, you did, you did, you did a good job. That was easy. Just stay away. Yeah. (laughs) Stay away. You're like, that's what I want anyway. So that was good. And then, um, uh, I wanted, I don't, I don't know. I just, I felt like I just wanted to see you like. I don't know, like if we ever got in another fight or something to see that you would come to me and say, hey, what happened that night? Because I wasn't cool with this that happened. Um, that would have been, you know, cool. If yeah. That, if that happened to maybe I just needed to see that somehow in the future. Yeah. Um, but we never, we haven't been in a fight since. No, and I mean in that moment too, you know, after we had had that chat, I was very, again, like a willpower thing. I was just like, okay, I need to, and I'm going to just put my best foot forward. Like I'm going to not necessarily through direct contact, but like when we, when we are at the same functions, family gatherings and whatnot, I'm just going to live my life the way that I do every day. You know, I'm going to love my kids in front of everybody. I'm going to, you know, be sweet to my wife. Um, you know, treated the same way I always do Mm -hmm. because her and I, at that point we were good. We'd had a chat and everything got worked out pretty quick. Um, and so it was, it was pretty easy for me to, you know, show you what you wanted to see because I live that life anyways. Like I'm not a person who is angry every day. Right. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't like to be angry. I don't want to be, I just, um, you know, got angry in that moment and it, I expressed myself in a negative way and, but that wasn't my baseline. Right. So it was, it was easy for me to, to indirectly, you know, give you those things that you needed to, to see just by living the way that I do every day anyways. So it wasn't, 
you know, and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously we're, you know, back to having a good relationship now. Um, and I, I feel like it was a, it was a pretty easy gradual, but, but easy. Thing. Yeah. I think so too. I, I think that the thing that helped a lot was just working together again. Yeah. Like we, Jeremy hired me to come make videos again at artifacts, which you, you work there. And when Jeremy wanted to do, to do that, he was like, Hey, I'm thinking about bringing you back on, uh, but I got to ask like, what's going to be, uh, the dynamic with you and Jesse, are you going to be able to work here and work in, around each other? I was like, yeah, I mean, I can be professional and, uh, I, we don't, we don't have to like bring our personal life into work. And I, I think we did a good job. And like I said before, I, I like you as a person and I just would have liked if in that moment of like out of baseline, if uh, you would have come to me and just asked me my side, you know, like I keep saying, just like ask me what happened. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, but there was a lot of things reasonable. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on that I didn't know about. You know, there was a lot of, there was no communication that night for you. And I will say though, if I would have known that you didn't know that Jasmine was thinking about doing that or, or that she, you know, whatever I would have, I probably would have said something to you. And I thought about it. Like I was like, huh, I wonder how, how Jesse is going to be. Cause you guys are, are Mormon or you. And so I just didn't know right. but that, what that, was happening. That like, like making a choice like that is pretty outside of Jasmine's like baseline too. Uh-huh. Like she's not really impulsive like mm-hmm. that. So I'm sure that, I mean, I guess I'm assuming, but for you to see her making that choice, it was like, a, Oh, she's doing this. So I mean, it must be fine. Like, yeah, that, that was what I thought. Yeah. I mean, she's an adult. She can do what she wants. And I, I just, I thought that you guys had talked. Yeah. And so to be, yeah, just, I felt kind of blindsided in that moment too. Uh, but is there a way, is there something that you would have liked for, to see from me differently? Hmm, good question. Um, I haven't really thought about it too much. Like, you know, since we've moved on from it, it hasn't really been something, you know, the waters have been calm. So I haven't really had the necessity of thinking about, you know, I haven't really dwelled on it. Cause I'm so definitely open to like accepting responsibility for my behavior and my actions. If there's something that I am, if I can do to improve or be more communicative or I don't know, uh, like, tell me about the demands thing, because I didn't know that. I didn't realize that you, when I made a demand, or, or I, I didn't really think of it as a demand. I was just, like, protecting myself. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess in my mind, like, protecting yourself would have been, like, don't come to my house. Uh-huh. You know, that's a protecting yourself thing. Fine. Um, you know, I need space. Fine. Um, but then, like, when you tell me what I need to do, like you need to go to therapy and I need to see proof of your efforts to change that in my mind. That's the demand. Well, I, I said that more because if like, if you wanted to be a part of my life, like if you, cause you said, cause you apologized to me the very next day. You're like, Hey, I'm really sorry for the way that I spoke to you. Um, I wish I would have done it differently. And I was like, cool, but that's not like enough. 
I want to, if, if you really mean that, because words don't always reflect actions this the same way. Like you might say you're sorry, you might say that you wish you could have done it differently, but, but uh, saying it doesn't always mean that that's actually how you are going to be it the next time. So I was just thinking down the road, like what yeah. what's it going to be like the next time that I make a mistake? Because I'm not perfect and I'm navigating this new lifestyle, you know, kind of on the fly. And so yeah. there's probably going to be things that I say or do that that's just what I was thinking at the time. Like I'm probably, what if I make him mad again? How's it going to be in the future? Is he going to want to hear my side? Is he going to ask me what what my experience was? Or is he just going to get angry and blame me again? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I guess, um, I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind is going back to the kind of that principle of recognizing that you're, there's a lot of people who see you. You know, you've got, um, you've got a lot of siblings. You've got, you know, a, good size following on social you've got you know all these things that put you in in front of people in the spotlight yeah in front of people and uh just recognizing that the things that you choose to do and this isn't really uh it's a it's a it's a tricky topic to uh to talk about like there's a lot of there's a lot of opinions and emotions wrapped up in this Mm -hmm. um but the choices that you make have an effect on other people yeah and so not necessarily anything directly that i would like that i would say oh if you could do this next time there's a conflict between us it's more of a matter of understanding that the things that we all do affect more people than just ourselves yeah and uh i guess i guess that's it just like having that be a part in my of your, awareness yeah yeah in your awareness. but how but it's a tricky thing like yeah like how because like in the in the moment i didn't think that jasmine was doing anything wrong right and with the the spotlight i guess that i put myself in with this podcast with having younger siblings whatever I I don't always feel like it it's my responsibility for their behavior. Right, and that but that's the thing is I feel like people who I mean, you know, influencers and and podcasters, people who put themselves in situations where they are trying to reach as many people as possible mm-hmm. have an inherent responsibility to put out vibes that encourage goodness. Yeah. And I'm not in any way saying that that's not what you do. I'm just in general saying that that's my opinion for, you know, if the world were a perfect place, mm-hmm. that's how um, people of influence would conduct themselves. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I think that it's, as I've, done this and and tried to i don't know 
like be influential or whatever, be an example, have the spotlight, whatever. And I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know if I've really tried to, well, I guess in some ways I, I have, like I, I, you know, I, I do want to have a following. I, that's the point of like, that's how I make some of my money is right. just by having a, a wider reach because some of what I do is advertising. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think that what you're saying is accurate. People with, influence should be careful what they they should tread lightly and be careful with the things that they do and say and that they're not like out there spreading negative things but you can't always be there's just what what i'm trying to say is that there's always going to be people mad no matter what that's true and even because what i'm doing now i think that what i'm doing is good but then somebody might take it and have a drink impulsively without telling their husband right and uh and I just don't think that that's my responsibility. I see that. I don't, I don't think that it's my... I don't think that I should be blamed for another person's choice simply because it's something that I did. Or, I, I agree or, with that. I, 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 I hear you. Um, you're not responsible for every choice that everybody makes just because they heard some podcast that you... Yeah, because it can be world. interpreted different ways. Right. And, and some people might think that drinking is bad. Other people think it's good. Um and so there's always going to be somebody who is angry. There's people, I'm sure, listen to this podcast and, and dislike what I say. Sure. I've had people say that to me. I don't like the... the um, yeah, welcome to the internet. Yeah. And so I, I expose myself to, to that kind of uh, criticism and judgment because people listen to this and they're like, and they, I, I'm not getting any of their feedback right now. So I just have to live by what I think uh, is best for for me and then just yeah just learn as I go and live the consequences and and that's what happened on accident with with you and me yeah and so and so now hindsight again mm-hmm. looking back it's obvious to me mm-hmm. that it wasn't anything that you had intended to have happen like in it was it was not your fault that you know that happened uh-huh. it just happened to be in my mind in that moment um, the the easiest and fastest conclusion to draw was that Jasmine was following your example. In a mm-hmm. nutshell, I mean, boiled down to its essence, Jasmine was following your example. Mm-hmm. And um, while that may be true in some ways, it's not, I, I don't view it at this point uh, in our relationship as being your burden to bear. Like, it's just not... Yeah. You know, like you said, like we're, we're all, you know, she's an adult, you're an adult. We can all make our own choices. I certainly make my own. Um, and, and that's that. And so I'm in a good place in our relationship. You know, it's all under the bridge. Yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a great conversation about it. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that we like figured it out. Like that we, yeah, I didn't expect like this this conversation to be like so emotional. Like a lot of a lot of uh, just emotions are coming up again. Yeah, but yeah, I think that it's good to like that we can do this and have like a, a conversation that's difficult like this, but in sure. a good in a good way. Yeah, no, I um, I really enjoy having conversations like this. Like 
it uh, it fills my bucket. <laughs> yeah, you're you're really really good with confrontation. <laughs> I'm getting better because I'm more like solid with what I with like I know now where the intent was with where the intent is with all of my choices. Right. For yourself, yeah. Yeah, for myself. And so, and that's all I really can do. That's all I can really be. Um, It just gets so overwhelming. If I think about, uh, like if I have a person in my mind who's listening and I, and I just say what I think they would want to hear, it gets so overwhelming because then I'm not living or, or speaking true to what I think. And so, with what I put out on the internet, with what I say, even in, not on the internet, just in private with people that I talk to one-on-one at dinner or um, in any other kind of situation, I'm just, I'm speaking from a place of honesty. And when I'm, when I was in the church, I just felt like I, I didn't, I wasn't fully doing that. I was just speaking from a place of what I thought the church wanted me to say. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. So it just gets so overwhelming. And I, and I would love to find a balance where, like if I could just be Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I feel like everybody just loves that guy. You know, like he's just like the most well liked person universally. I mean, I don't know if I. He's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and that's all I have to say. I don't know him. I, you know, I know what, how he acts in his films, but I mean, I may have seen a total of five minutes of like candid. Uh, Dwayne Johnson like I just I don't know him so yeah um but yeah I mean he seems like a solid dude yeah dude look at Goose just like totally snuggled up to you dude he's been here for a solid uh a solid hour <laughs> just leaning right up against your leg yeah animals like me man hmm um, I wonder why I don't know I think I mean so we're both dudes and I think that men uh handle there's always that like let's just fucking hug it out man you know where you just you just give each other a big hug and realize that shit happens. Life goes on and let's just move on and get over it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times I've actually done that though. I I, I can't count. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of many situations where like that's been my thought process. Just let's hug it out. Really? And move on. No. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could hug after this podcast. I think, I think that my, (laughs) that my personal like hug it out is like, let's have a head on conversation about this and just like get it all. I mean, just don't hold anything back. Let's just have a, a talk about it and be vulnerable and talk about it until that vulnerability um, is comfortable for both of us. Yeah. That's uh, my whole thing. That's my whole, okay. My whole, that's exactly how I am too. Okay. I, I like to just like, uh, sit down in private and this is unique because we're doing it publicly. So I feel <laughs> it, it is public, but it seems private because right. it's just you and just I the here. Two of us in here. We don't know who's going to hear this. Right. Um, actually we have a pretty good idea. I have a pretty good <laughs> idea. Who's going to listen. But, um, yeah, it's such a sensitive, like uh, dynamic to navigate. And I just got to the point where I, I was feeling way too overwhelmed with all the people that were influenced by why, what I was saying, what I was doing. And I just, I don't know if this is the right way to think, but I was like, I, I just said to myself, I don't care anymore. Yeah. And you have to, I mean, if you're going to live your own life, 
and make your own choices. I mean, you have to do that. Like you have to take care of you. It, I mean, you're living your life. You're not living everybody else's life. Um, yeah. No one can do that. You know, yeah. it's, it's it, not only is it uh, inappropriate, it's unrealistic to try to manage everybody's emotions and everybody's interpretations of the choices that you make. So yeah, you have to just th- kind of throw your hands up and say, you know, I'm going to make these choices. It's my life. Mm-hmm. And, but then you also have to be willing to deal with the fallout of whatever that incurs. Right. Like, you know, if you, if you make a choice and something, you know, I, specifically uh, as a good example, what happened between us, mm-hmm. you know, you made that choice to live that lifestyle and, and, and this whole thing happened. Yeah. So it's just, it comes with the territory of making choices. They're going to have consequences. And, um, and I'm big on accountability, mm-hmm. you know, keeping myself accountable for the choices and commitments that I make. And I have high expectations of the people who are part of my circle, um, to also be accountable for their, for their choices. Yeah. And oh, I, I love re- that. I remember that being a big, uh, I remember you said that to me. Yeah, yeah like you need to be accountable thing. for your choices, right? And that's where I felt like it was so hard for you and I to see eye to eye, right? Because I was like, but we, I, I think we meant it in different ways. Like, like I meant it in, uh, like you have, you have more, um, of a spotlight on you than maybe you realize, and the, the you know this choice had an effect that you didn't intend, but, but in my mind it came back to, to you being mm-hmm. that example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you obviously interpreted it differently, like that accountability or that, you know, responsibility yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, just different, different ways of viewing it. But how, how do I, so I, I want to know your opinion. Like how am I doing with accountability now? Do you think that I have accepted the accountability or do you think that I, Am I just taking the easy way by just saying I don't care? Um, so it's not that I don't care. It's just I feel so overwhelmed by all the people that can interpret what I say and the people like because what Jasmine did. I at the time I didn't think it was wrong, right? But you did, right? Think that what she was doing was wrong at the time, right? And so I just I don't know how to like take accountability for something that. I don't think it's wrong that somebody sure. did. So it's hard to answer that question because I you can't. You, there's not really a metric for measuring the calm water, right? Mm-hmm. So there hasn't really been a conflict that I'm aware of that has been traced back to any choice that you made mm-hmm. since our situation. Um, and the other part of that is you're right. It is the easy way out to say, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just is. Um, but that doesn't make it a right or wrong thing necessarily, unless unless you're facing down uh, a conflict that someone has, you know, accusing you of, and then you throw your hands up and say, "I don't care." Yeah, like that's that's a, a a no-no. Right, and I agree with you there. Do you think that I did? Do you think that I took full accountability for, uh, like in our dynamic? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I say, like, I don't, we wouldn't have such a good relationship as we have right now if I didn't feel that way. Okay. So I just, I, I guess, we'd never had talked about it since. 
Right. And there hasn't been, like I say, there hasn't been any other conflict that I'm aware of um, based on your your influence that has, you know, there's just not any, I don't have any, any, um, there's nothing, there's no reference point. Yeah, for me on that. But like for for example, one of the and I I keep bringing this episode up, but the one that I did about the polyamory mm-hmm. episode where the 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 couple like uh, I had an episode where I talked about that and I didn't necessarily condone it or say this is the way you should live your life, but I did have a conversation about it. Right. And I put it out there and this this guest that I had on, that is his lifestyle and he is all sure. about it. He thinks it's he thinks it's great. He thinks that other people would benefit from it. He doesn't think that it's for everybody. And I was like, cool, yeah. I mean, if that's what you think is is awesome, great. So uh, what if somebody came to me and said, I tried this polyamory thing because I listened to your episode and um, my wife left me because I, or I don't know, my relationship is in the toilet now because I listened to your episode. I thought it'd be great. So I brought it up to my partner and now I blame you for your podcast episode that influenced me to try something that ultimately (laughs) got me in a fight. Okay. Yeah. So in my (laughs) mind, if, if I was in your shoes at that point, I'd be like, you know what? Like you're taking the easy way out on this. It's your relationship. You chose to do that. Um, you don't know me. You don't know what I do or don't, you know, condone. I was having a conversation about it and nowhere in the episode did I say, you should go out and try this and you'll experience such and such results. Yeah. You know, you weren't prescribing polyamory. Right. You were just having a conversation about it. And, um, so yeah, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, dude, if you're going to blame Ammon for your failed relationship because you chose to sleep with somebody else, you need to reevaluate. Yes, yeah. that's not right. But that's how I felt with with you. That's how I felt sure. it. If if we take that example and bring it to this exact uh, situation, that's how I felt. I felt like you came to me and were like, "Hey, because of the way that you're living, because of the spotlight that you have, and the inherent responsibility that you hold, because you're the oldest and you you and your siblings look to you, um, it's your fault that uh, that my sister that my wife drank that night." So. It, with those words, if those had been my exact words, that would be wrong because, you know, you don't bear full re- sole responsibility for anybody else's actions. The difference between that example and the the one we just gave about the polyamory thing mm-hmm. is that Jasmine d- does have 26 years of of relationship history with you. So she, yeah, so she, she, she does knows know you. Me. Yeah. Uh, much more um, uh, intimately, I mean, familiarly. Than a random listener. Than a random listener, hears. exactly. So there's that aspect that has to be taken into account. Yeah, and if I could go back, I would have, I don't know, in that moment just been like... <sighs> if you had sent me a text in that moment, and but there's no way for you to have known that that's what the right thing to do was, but if that had been the case, then I would have started a conversation with Jasmine and that would have been that, mm-hmm. you know, either she would have told me I'm doing it and I would have been like, thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. Or she would have been like, yeah, maybe I don't really want to. Mm-hmm. And that would have been that. Yeah. You know, but there's no, I mean, I'm not putting that responsibility on you, like responsibility on you to, to do that. You know, it's not your responsibility to, you know, safeguard another adult's choices. You know, right. So, yeah, again, 
we're in a good place. I trust you. Yeah. Jasmine trusts you. Um, I feel like you trust me. Um, and you were in a good place and it's water under the bridge. So, yeah, I guess to put a blanket statement out there, nobody looked to me anymore. (laughs) Don't look (laughs) to me for example or nothing. I say is what I think you should do. This is just what I'm doing. And (laughs) yeah, yeah. Very, um, very diplomatic of you to say that. Um, but another principle that I think is important, um, for myself and that I am an advocate for is whenever you hear things that other people say, see things that people do, um, have whatever you experience, essentially evaluate it based on your standards, adopt what's good and just reject and throw out what's not good. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are people who I don't like at all who I can see. And I don't, I'm not perfect at this, but like there are people who I, who I don't care for who do things that are admirable. And I can see that in, a, in an objective light and say, that is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I might start doing that. I'm not going to model my life after that person, but I can, see things I try to see things objectively and adopt the good and just let the let the other parts just in one ear out the other just pass pass over me yeah and uh you know in that way I feel like I'm I'm growing as a person mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm you know exercising um maturity in being objective yeah. and like I say, I'm not perfect at this, but, uh, but I try to, you know, it's, it, I, I try, I make an effort Yeah. and, uh, you know, as long as people are doing that and, uh, you know, hearing your message objectively, not, you know, putting everything they have on black because you told them to go to uh, the casino. <laughs> um, yeah. then yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not, uh, yeah. I think that uh, this this podcast uh, dissects well, not dissect, maybe yeah, just like we I, I talk about things that are uh, difficult, difficult conversations, things that make you think in a way that you maybe hadn't thought about before, or uh, just a new concept that sparks a, a conversation or a thought in your mind. You're like, oh, I kind of want to explore that, and I feel like that's kind of what you're you're saying, like you you hear something you're like oh i never thought about that before let me like try that let me think about that in my mind or let me talk about that with somebody that i trust sure and then you kind of try it on a little bit and see if it works for you i feel like that's what uh i want to see more of in the world which is what i'm trying to that's why i'm doing this sure because i like when if i look at this whole thing from uh where i'm at now like the whole situation that happened with you and Jasmine and me and you I'm I'm really ultimately glad because it it caused you and her to talk about things that uh, you maybe had never talked about before obviously you hadn't talked about it yet and so I mean, it wasn't because of the podcast it was more just because my behavior that night um, and so now looking back at it I'm like I'm happy that that happened 
because we got through it and it was yeah. it was really hard but that's yeah, what, finding but value life. through like, trials exactly yeah value well, that's big through, for me through like a through a difficult thing and and now that we're through it and we're in a good place i'm like sweet now going forward is there something that we could do differently about it you know like instead of getting angry and blaming me maybe next time just ask me my side and for me instead of just like going out and doing that and seeing your sister do something that she's never done before and that maybe she's being influenced by because of you maybe just like talk first or or send me a text yeah for sure and i could have i could have just been like hey dude like i this happened tonight i don't know it's it's new to me i'm i was just checking in to see if you knew about it and how you feel so i will do that in the future i'll i'll just communication we just got to like dude communication is the thing (laughs) and uh you know i'm like that's not your responsibility but i do appreciate that we're gonna hug it out after this episode oh i hope so (laughs) (laughs) wish there was a camera in here um we'll post a selfie of us giving each other a big sweaty hug yes um also just as a blanket statement Mm -hmm. (laughs) going back to um (laughs) covering your ass yeah I do have a lot of guns, <laughs> but I've been there <laughs> waiting for a moment to say this just because it's been like, I've been sweating over here ever since you said that. Um, yeah, I do have a lot of guns, but, um, I'm a responsible person. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't mean to paint you in a bad light at all. I just, I don't know. Like you, we were both really emotional. I was really emotional yeah. and I just didn't know. Nobody I has anything think, to worry about. I didn't think you were going to come and shoot me, but I was just like right, yeah. taking an abundance of caution and I've since unblocked you and like refriended you. Yeah, dude, all. we're totally friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But in the, in that moment, I'm like, what's this, what's this going to look like? What's, what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, and then there was the, uh, Jasmine was got pre- recent. Uh, she told me a few days after that or weeks after that she was pregnant. Oh yeah. So then we went up to your gender reveal and you had this fucking AK. AR. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm just going to stand in the back. Uh, cause you shot the propane tank that exploded pink. No. Oh, yeah. Tell I, it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we had a gender reveal. I did the Tannerite um, with pink chalk. <laughs> Listen to me. So, yeah. It no, was pro- no, it was a pro- <laughs> not, not an AK. It was an AR. AR, and, not propane. It was t- tan- tanner, Tannerite. Tannerite? Yeah. What is that? It's just an exploding target. There's oh. like some two types of powder that you mix together. How'd you make it pink? Add pink chalk. Obviously. Yeah, I just bought Obviously, some Obviously, Ammon. I just bought some bags of pink chalk and packed it around the Tannerite. Oh, cool. Um, so you knew it was a girl? Yeah, we went. Because you had to know. Yeah, Jasmine was like, tell us when we went to the doctor. Oh, so it was more she a said, gender reveal for everybody else. Yeah. 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 But I remember that being like, God, this guy's got a lot of guns and he's really good at knowing what Tannerite is. And I yeah, I mean, but that is something that uh, I do. Um, uh, that's my personal time. That's one of my, my hobbies is, is guns. So <laughs> as a blanket statement, as a, I do have a lot of guns, but I'm a very responsible individual. Yes. I'm a, never uh, killed anybody. Standing citizen. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I'm, yeah. No worries. No worries. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think that we've, uh, I think we've put a cap on that. Yeah. Now where'd we go? Um, where'd we go from here? I mean, we could talk about, uh, we could talk about guns. 
We could talk about CrossFit. I want to have Jasmine on the podcast. Yeah. To talk about, you know, her 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 mindset that night because Jasmine, I love you. We haven't put a cap on it yet. <laughs> I'm not ready. I need to un- uncap this really quick and say, Jasmine, I love you. I really just want to know why she, um, you know, did that. Why she, what, yeah. just what her experience was, what her perspective of me was, if it was really me that was, because I, I will be interested to hear that conversation too, because, uh, I mean, that's something that Jasmine and I haven't rehashed since that night. Yeah, too, until, so. and I wasn't the first to leave the church and the fam. Right. I, and, you know, she can be influenced by, uh, you know, a number of other people who drink in the family. Sure. And, you know, immediate family and extended. Yeah. There's a lot in there. And so what what was it about that night that made you, like, most, mostly, yeah, I'm not ready to cap it. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> what was it about me specifically that made you, because I, I felt like I got most of the heat. Say that ask that question just one different way so that I can understand it. Okay. I felt like I got most of the heat from when you exploded your anger, when you were the red guy on inside out, I felt like most of that was directed at me. And my question is why? Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) at this, I mean, it's been a long time, been a year. I vaguely remember in Jasmine's texts, in our, in our conversation that night before she came home that she said, um, M in order to drink. Mm-hmm. And so I ordered a drink or something to that effect mm. of, you know, M in order to drink. So I decided, okay. What the hell? So, so just my gonna, name was the first one. Yeah. And I, I mean, I believe that she included, um, Braden as well mm-hmm. um, as you know having ordered a drink but um, so yeah I mean I really don't have a good um, solid pinpoint answer for that other than your name was mentioned yeah. and you know maybe in my mind it was like oh yeah I mean, it's the oldest like he's the example yeah that yeah you know makes sense keeps going back to you being the example as right well. But, uh, I don't want to be the example. I, okay, well, there you have it. Ammon's not the example. I mean, I I'm, I just don't. It's so much pressure on my shoulders yeah. to be like, okay, I'm going to live my life this way for 30 years. And, yeah. you know, some people are going to look to me and, and agree. A lot of people don't because a lot of people aren't Mormon, you yeah. know, who maybe looked to me before. And now that I'm living my life this way, I like to think that there's people that look up to me or, or think that I'm doing a good job because this podcast does get a lot of really great feedback. A lot of people text me saying that episode about this topic really helped me. Um, and that feels good, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah. And, uh, we can cap it. <laughs> we can cap it. But, CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit now. Can we, can we say, uh, about all the all like the uh like are you comfortable talking about the testosterone thing sure cool sure. yeah i want to know about that yeah okay so um yeah right now i'm taking uh injectable uh, uh testosterone um because i had a friend 
who had been taking it for quite a while mm-hmm. um, and had seen, um, I mean, he, he's always been fit. He's always been super active and, and, and fit. And super hot. Sports. Um, and, uh, yeah, super hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, he was like, you know, we went on a trip together and and he's like, yeah, I got my, my testosterone levels tested and, and they were lower than, um, they were lower than what my testosterone would be, um, if I had lived, you know, 50 or a hundred years ago before we started putting all these, uh, genetically modified foods and other right. things into our bodies like, like eating yeah steak full of estrogen and exactly so like a lot of the steroids that are used to enhance um the animal products that we eat are an estrogen based steroid yeah so when we ingest those uh those meats and things we're ingesting estrogen into our bodies which um uh like counteracts the testosterone. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that it would like prompt your body to say, make "Holy more. shit, I need to make more testosterone because right. there's an influx of estrogen." Um, but anyway, so he got tested; his levels were low, so he started to take it mm-hmm. to get back to what he feels like his levels should be. If um, you know, he's also changed other things in his life. Like he's got a, uh, you know, he grows all his own fruits and vegetables at home. I don't know about all of his. But that's what I was going to ask. Like, why not just change his diet? Yeah. I mean, he raises pigs, he raises chickens, um, and, uh, you know, totally changed his, his diet to, to reflect the values that he has. So, um, you know, he's doing, you know, next level, uh, better than, better than me anyways. But, um, you just wanted to, I just, I, so I also got tested and my levels were low, um, lower than, they should be. I mean, they they were still within an acceptable range, but they were definitely on like the lowest end of that range. Mm-hmm. So I also started to take it, and uh, that was about six months ago. Um, and yeah, I started to go to CrossFit at about the same time, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've been seeing really great results, and just it. Yeah, my my mood, my uh, yeah. What are the? I'm curious what the effects are like with with. Does it give you more energy? Does so it regulate your mood. Not, I mean, it's making you more manly. So just taking testosterone by itself, for me personally, doesn't give me more energy, mm-hmm. or. Um, I, I mean, not in a, in a way that I have been able to see measurably, but pairing that with, uh, going to CrossFit every morning or at least five days a week. Um, I mean, and ask, ask Jeremy about this, my, my boss at work, my Mm brother-in-law, um, I'm a totally different person. Really? Yeah. like, Like so much more enjoyable to be around. Um, less moody, uh, mm. just, just more of a consistent, um, energy, uh, you know, an output of, I can of see emotion. That. Like I'm, I'm more pleasant to be around, um, in his words. And, uh, yeah, I feel better, so much better about myself. Like, so, and I'm, I, I relate more of this to, or I, I, uh, uh if I start taking a, uh, testosterone and it fucks me up, I'm blaming you. Oh uh, gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there's that again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was passive aggressive. I apologize. No, I mean, we'd <laughs> have just a trying to be funny about it. <laughs> we'd hug it out. Yeah, we would. Um, I could see that though. Like so, you just being more uh, consistent with your. But but I don't but I don't attribute that to testosterone. Oh, I attribute my change in. Uh, you know, mental and emotional energy to CrossFit. Hmm. Um, being, I mean, starting five days a week, starting five of my days every week with a, a big, some kind of physical, uh, yeah, a big exercise. cardio boost mm-hmm. um, mixed with strength training, um, mixed with just um, uh, what's the right what is it about CrossFit that you like so much? It's it's a functional fitness, so it's it's in my opinion, um, it's a thing that it, it combines uh, gymnastic movements with cardio with strength training. Mm-hmm. So it's a very well rounded exercise program. It's uh, I mean the community the CrossFit community is great. I mean there's so much support um, at the gym that I go to. Um, my it was actually Jeremy, my brother-in-law, who uh, encouraged me to to start going with him. He started about two weeks before I did, and and said, "Dude, you've got to come with me and try this out." You guys have been trying to get me to come too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you want to come in. Yeah. Um, have you noticed any like um, negative side effects from the testosterone uh, supplementing? Um. Um, if I take it late at night, then it's a little bit more difficult for me to go to sleep. Hmm. Um, that's it. Uh, gosh, I don't know if this is just like something that I am like projecting in my mind, mm-hmm. but I feel like I do have a little bit shorter of a fuse. Mm. Like it's, uh, I get wound up a little bit easier, but I, I, I have a hard time saying like, yes, that's testosterone mm. because it might also just be like, it's not, it's not like a night and day difference to, compared to what I was before. I mean, you're, you're pretty young to be taking te- testosterone replacement. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got your blood level, your, your blood work done and your levels were low, but have you ever have you stopped taking it at all? Have you taken breaks, or you've been consistent ever since you started? Um, I've been consistent ever since I started. I um, I do about four injections a week, mm. and uh, yeah, it's been consistent. I I took a little bit of a taper, or I tapered off a little bit um, when I got COVID. Mm. Yeah, just because I wasn't feeling <laughs> yeah up to it. Like I just didn't want to get up and you know fill the needle up and all that stuff but uh you just injected like your shoulder yeah so large muscles so shoulders thighs butt yeah Hmm. um and uh so if you don't if you don't attribute the um well have you gotten your blood work done again i need to i I need to that's that's on my my list of of to do's because there can be uh negative side effects to taking it like to having too much, right? Yeah. So I mean, forgive one, my ignorance. I don't really know. No. Yeah, you're right. So if you're taking too much, then uh, your body is going to start producing more estrogen. Um, you know, it can cause, 
it can cause, uh, I mean, I don't know all the ins and outs, but my nipples haven't, you know, grown. <laughs> so, and that's one thing that can happen is like your body produces more estrogen. And so, um, you, you start to develop larger breasts. Yeah. Um, so it would kind of just be the, the exact opposite of eating a diet that's really high in estrogen. Like you have a lot of estrogen. So you're, you know, you're, you just have a lot of estrogen in your blood from eating these meats and stuff that are sure. filled with hormones. But then, on the flip side, you're you're putting all this testosterone in your body, right? And like it, it could be an extreme on the other side too, right? And so yeah, like I said, I do need to get retested and, and see how um, my testosterone levels have have uh, changed, yeah, because of of uh, this, this testosterone that I'm taking. But uh, but as of right now, I mean, I don't feel any. I haven't noticed any or felt any physical, um, no measurable emotional or mental. Um, you know, negative changes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super happy with, with the results and, and how cool. things are going. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I just got another, um, shipment. Yeah. Yeah. I just got another, another bottle of yeah. testosterone. So, I mean, I plan on continuing on with it and, and, uh, making it a part of my everyday routine for the foreseeable future. Like it's, it's been good to me, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. And then nice. also, um, I mean, I should say that we we've also in my family um been conscious of the foods that we eat you know we we try to buy things that are you know organic and you know locally grown that's good um we stay away from you know fast food and things like that we uh you know cut out most of the processed sugars yeah out of our diet um so we've been very conscious of of that as well as uh, just, just trying to generally be, be healthier. And so, so good diet or better diet than I had before. Um, and so these are the things, these, these are the, really the, the, the main things that have, have changed for the positive is, um, be, because of going to CrossFit so much, I'm getting up earlier in the day. So I start my day earlier. I have more time to get stuff done throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, which forces me to go to bed earlier so that I can get a good night's sleep before I get up the next morning at four thirty to go to CrossFit. So a better sleep schedule. Yeah. Um, I'm eating better so that I can, um, you know, build the muscle that I want to build so that I can, you know, keep the, the levels of, um, uh, you know, testosterone, estrogen, all that stuff. At yeah, a healthy level about funny balance. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, uh, just yeah but better diet better sleep schedule better daily routine more exercise yeah more, more exercise endorphins. more endorphins better uh Dude, it's crazy how much of a difference i notice in my mood and just my overall yeah mental focus mood wellness when yeah. i'm exercising and i don't take any testosterone replacement i haven't gotten my blood work done for that specific sure hormone um i i'm a little scared to mess with my hormones just because of how hormonal i already am we can get tested yeah yeah where did you get tested so i don't recommend this but i found an online like a a mail it in Mm. type thing they send you a kit you poke your finger you drip like 10 drops of your blood onto onto a sheet Uh uh-huh and you send it in and then i had to wait 30 days 
to, oh, wow. and then so they, they called me, it was just like a zoom meeting and they called me, a doctor did, uh, and told me, Hey, these are your levels. Um, if you plan on, Oh, okay. So uh, this is another thing. They said, if you plan on having kids, don't take testosterone because it shrinks your testicles. Are you done having kids? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've got three. So our oldest is uh, going to turn five in February. Our middle uh, child, um, so our oldest is a, is a boy, Roman. Um, our, our middle child is a boy, Acre, or Whitaker. He's also um, going to have a birthday in February. He's going to be three. So we're going to have a five-year-old, three-year-old. And then right now we've got a six-month-old baby girl, uh, Warren. Do you like having him that close in age? It wasn't the intention. Right. Um, but... But I don't, do you, I don't now dislike that you have it. it, do you, okay, so you're fine with it. Yeah, but I mean, sort of out of necessity. I mean, if I, <laughs> if I could go back, like I don't have a choice, man, um, at this point, but if I could go back, I probably would have spaced him out a little bit more. Yeah, right. Um, one reason being, I really love having kids. Like they really also fill my bucket. Mm. And so confrontation and children fill your buckets. <laughs> weird um and maybe too simplified but um i'm obviously kidding but yeah so yeah i mean i I guess i wish i would have spaced out or like planned um the spacing of our children out uh, with my wife a little bit uh a little bit more just because i i want to have kids at home Mm -hmm. for for longer and one thing that we are like seriously considering is after Warren, our youngest turns like five or so mm-hmm. and starts school, um, like honestly going down the path of adoption. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We both feel Jasmine and I both feel that, uh, it's something that we really want to do. Wh- why? Um, for me, um, I mean, there's a lot of, of reasons to probably of the most prominent are, that I want to have kids at home for longer. Like I just want to have kids in the house. Mm-hmm. I love raising kids. I love interacting with them. Um, they just bring me a lot of joy and, uh, I love my kids. And then another reason being there's a lot of kids. I mean, there's a lot of good that can be done in the world for children who don't have a home. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kids who don't have a home. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I feel like we would be able to provide a healthy, safe, uh, consistent, um, atmosphere for, for a child. And, um, I feel like if we have the ability to do that, and this is a very personal thing, um, that I feel like is right for me and my wife also feels is right for our family. If we have that ability to provide that safe upbringing, in a consistent um, and healthy atmosphere, um, I feel like it's our responsibility to to do that. So wow, um, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, we're at this point in our life, in our, in our marriage, in our relationship, in our family, we're committed to doing it. So hmm. you know, we've got four and a half years to to plan for it and to continue to feel out how. Um, how that would affect our family. But, yeah. but at this point, that's what we want to do. 
it's awesome, dude. I feel like that's a really good uh, intention, like really noble. Thanks, I man. couldn't do it. I don't even think I want kids. Yeah, if I'm honest. Yeah, they're so for as much as they fill my bucket, as much joy as they bring me. It's hard, man. Having yeah, it, hard. it looks so hard. It looks yeah. hard. Like at the beginning of this conversation, we were talking about how, you know, part of you kind of dies. Yeah. Like the part of you that wants to. The freedom. Yeah. The, is that the biggest thing you think is the freedom? That's what keeps coming back to my mind. But it seems like you have quite a, quite a bit. Like you're, you're, you know, you can wake up every day at 430. You go to CrossFit. You have a job, um, you know. Is, are there things that you're that you feel like you're missing out on or what are the freedoms that you that you feel like you've had to give up so i guess shows like you can't watch all the shows that you yeah, want because it's frivolous <laughs> but but yes because your um, kids dominate the television yeah they do man um so okay i so here's something i mean i like working on guns mm-hmm. i like i like um shooting them and building them and playing with them and just um doing that so i would like to be able to you know when i get off work i would like to be able to uh, go to my shop and just tinker so why doesn't that because because jasmine's home all day with the kids and this is just like our dynamic in our family um she's home with the kids all day when i get off work um i i go home to help Mm -hmm. to take that uh you know, mental burden off of her and give her some relief so that she can have some her time because I'm at, I'm at work all day with adults. I'm having adult conversations. I'm interacting with customers. Yeah. I'm, you know, working on things that are productive. So that fills my bucket too. Um, so I'm, even though I'm at work, I'm not doing what I might choose to do in my free time. I'm, my bucket's being filled throughout the day by being at work and being productive. Jasmine, uh, is at home and I mean, tending to the needs of our kids all day. And, you know, with a, right now a four year old, a two year old and a six month old, um, their needs are great. They, they have, they have big needs. So, I mean, everywhere from making sure they eat to helping them get dressed, helping them go to the bathroom, um, making sure they take naps making sure they have constructive activities to do throughout the day, making sure they're not having too much TV time, Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that they don't hurt each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Our boys fight, man. Uh, Making Mm -hmm. sure that Mm -hmm. uh, they have enough experiences with other kids, social experiences. Yeah. Um, Taking right now Roman to, to preschool and then picking him up every day. So it's just like so much for her to do constantly throughout the day on top of um, you know, making sure that, uh, the dishes are clean so that they can have, you know, a cereal for yeah. a snack or whatever. Um, yeah, it's like a full-time clothes, job, you know, they need clean clothes. They need to take baths. They, it, it's a full-time job. Yeah. And she's got three people that always need her 100% focus. You know, what, they don't always need it, but I'd say that probably 80% of the day they need her 100% focus. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, when I get off of work, I am very aware of that. And I go home to at least take both the boys and they become my sole focus responsibility. Um, 
you know, I'm going to help get them ready for bed. I'm going to, you know, help make sure that they are kind to each other. Um, I'm going to make sure that they get something to eat. I'm going to brush their teeth. I'm going to help them go potty. I'm going to, you know, get them in their jammies. I'm going to, you know, read them a book at night. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and right now where we're at is, uh, you know, our apartment is pretty small. So it's not like we can, you know, send them to their bedroom. I mean, they have their own room, but, um, but I end up snuggling them to sleep every night. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot like I get home at uh, six thirty, and, and from then until their bedtime, you know, anywhere from, you know, seven God, you or eight or nine. Be exhausted. Waking up at four thirty, not getting home until six thirty. Yeah. Well, so you wake up at four thirty a.m. Don't get home until six thirty p.m. And then you got to do all that stuff. I'm just what? Why do you want to? Why wouldn't like a? I'm just curious why adoption is on the radar rather than like you have these you have these freedoms that you've given up like the yeah. hunting or the the not hunting but yeah, guns. Hunting too. Yeah, hunting guns, travel. I don't know what you want to do, but these freedoms you've given up. Why not? Uh, why not just raise the kids that you have and then find more time for your freedoms? Yeah, um, I love my kids, man. Just loving it for all of the uh, for all of the trials that we have because of our kids, because of having kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. I wouldn't trade them for anything. Yeah, I just I love my kids. And, uh, I, I feel like I have personally more capacity to love kids. So I, I want at least one more. I've always wanted four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that Jasmine necessarily has, <laughs> but she's, um, in the conversations that we've had, she's been hundred percent on board with, with mm. having, um, one adopted child as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, uh, I think that we have the capacity to do it. Um, and it's not necessarily going to be an easy thing. It's probably going to be much more difficult than super expensive. Well, yeah, I don't even know about that. It's like 40 grand. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, I think, I mean, I don't know. I've never done it. (laughs) I don't know what it takes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's all sorts of different ranges depending on where you adopt from and the process and, and uh, demand. Yeah. And just like the, like who you work with to mm. get the process done. I know, you know, I, I'm very like, I'm way even before entry level of understanding. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a noble thing. Like kids need a place to go and there's yeah. a lot of people putting kids up for adoption, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah. My mindset is like, I don't know. There's so many people in the world. <laughs> You know, and my mindset now is like, if I have kids, I wouldn't be able to do nearly as much as what, what I'm doing now. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's true. And it, maybe it sounds selfish, probably is, but that's okay. I think that, you know, like when Jasmine struggles with, uh, she's feeling overwhelmed. I mean, I only did it once, but I went and I took Roman for that, uh, I took him to the store and to get ice he cream for like two hours. Dude, he still talks about that. I know we always talk about it. He, he's like, when are we have, when, when are we going to have another date? Yeah. And I'm like, in like five days. 
Yeah. That's what, that will, that's what he says. In like five hours, five yeah. days. Yeah, he's like stuck on like five certain weeks. numbers. Like five is a big one for him. Yeah. But it's just so interesting to me to see how hard it is to raise kids from from your perspective, from all my sisters, both my sisters, not all. So I have two sisters. They, 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 yeah, I'm just like, you've got the kids. Why not just raise those ones, send them off, and then, yeah, you know, go back to, or not back, but just now that you're older and you've got this, all this experience, you've raised your kids. Um, there's other things good in the world to do, but I hear you, I hear you saying like adoption is a good thing. I love kids and I want to just have more in the house for longer. Yeah. And would you, if in a perfect world, would you be like a stay at home dad? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would get, I would have <laughs> Jeremy and I often have this conversation of, uh, you know, if we could, if we could swap with our wives and, you know, they could have the full-time jobs and we could, you know, be the stay-at-home dads. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. Why don't you? Um, just circumstance. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm a goldsmith, so, um, it's, you know, something that I just started to do, not necessarily cause I, it's just what your dad did. Yeah, it started that way. Like, it's what my dad did. It's what my first job was out of high school. And then, you know, it's just what I got good at. And You like it? I like I like aspects of it, just like anything. Like, I like aspects of, of having kids, but at the same time, I don't like aspects of it because, you know, I, you, you, it's a trade-off. You gain, you know, a skill, and you, you give up an opportunity. It's an opportunity cost. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I mean, if, if Jasmine had an ability to tomorrow go out and start making the same amount of money that I make, um, yeah. And I think that I honestly think that she too would swap me just for a change of pace, just for her to be able to get out of the house and, and experience you know, a different aspect of life. Like, um, I think that that's a very appealing thing to, mm-hmm. to, you know, for, for her and for, for me to both switch it up for a bit, but we're not there. So I don't yeah. dwell too much on it. Right. Well, four and a half years, five years from now, yeah, we'll maybe see. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm about to, uh, have kind of a, well, yeah, I'm def- I'm about to have a, a pretty big shift in my um, professional life. Uh, nice. So, yeah, right now I'm uh, a goldsmith, uh, you know, working at a at a jewelry store. But coming up here pretty quick, I have an opportunity to um, to start the process of becoming an owner at a different jewelry store. Yeah. So. You know, is that, that really like that's that's your passion is like you want to purchase a, a, a jewelry business you want to go out and buy to like continue to do jewelry to be a goldsmith to own a jewelry store so or it, it, I mean it sounds like you're you light up when you talk about your kids yeah and and it's you know with the with the 
adoption conversation, it sounds like you want to just have, you want to have the freedom, the flexibility, the, the financial means to be able to stay home with them and go do right. like, you know, your other hobbies, right? Building guns, playing with guns, hunting, taking them CrossFit. to, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Roman does CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's like something that's super fulfilling for you. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Do I love being a, being a goldsmith? Um, as much as I love having kids. Yeah. No. Um, it's fulfilling in different ways. It's, uh, it's maybe not, uh, what I would have chosen to do. You know, if I had, you know, if, if somebody had sat me down at 18 and said, you can choose literally anything that you want to do at 18, I would have probably chosen something that I wouldn't be doing right now because I didn't know what I wanted to do at 18. But let's say at 30, if somebody had sat me down and said, okay, you can switch your career to, yeah. to anything that you want. I'm asking you now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, You're 34. If you could change, if you could have, if, if you had the perfect world and you had all the money you needed and you could just do what you wanted to do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what else I would choose. Like, I know that, uh, I know that I'm good at what I do. I've done it. You for, are very good. I've done it for a long time. Thank you. Um, I'm confident in what I do and the people who I serve seem to like and enjoy the product that I provide. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have been in and around the industry for a long enough time that, uh, I I know my way around most of the aspects of the business. Mm-hmm. And because I've got this opportunity to take my career to the next level, um, I'm jumping on it. Nice. So, you know, whether or not it's what I, it's what, whether or not it's what my absolute passion is, um, I don't, I don't think about that too much. I, how come, um, it kind of comes back to that like willpower thing. Like if I'm just going to sit there all day at work and think about how I want to be doing something else and how this isn't my passion, Uh, then my product isn't going to be as as good. Yeah. But that's the, that's the way that you, that's the thought process that get, that gets you stuck in doing something that you just have always done. Sure. I mean, but I'm able to sit there at my bench every day and, and not think about that. Like I can, I can sit at my bench and, and, and create jewelry and, uh, and that thought never crosses my mind. It used to a lot, but have you just been and I want to be careful. Like I'm not trying to tell you what to do. <laughs> I know you hate that. No, don't worry about that. I'm just like, I can defend myself. I'm yeah. Yes, you can. I got I'm, a lot of guns. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm just like, just kidding. (laughs) I'm just, I think that people should think about what they want to do, like what they're passionate about. And, uh, and to talk about my experience with that, I was in a religion and a career path that was just like, this is just what you do. You know, you just like, you just go on a mission when you're, so it's kind of a trigger point for you. Is kind like, of. It okay. is kind of a trigger point. And so to hear somebody say, like to hear you say, I my dad was a jeweler. He was a goldsmith. He owned a business. And 
I just kind of fell into it. I'm good at it. I've been doing it for a long time. I like being good at it, though. I find a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment in being good at it. But I think, and I'm not, maybe this is just an assumption, but I think that you just like being good at stuff. You know, I mean, who doesn't? People just want to be good at something. Yeah. And jewelry is just something that you happened upon and you're good at it. Right. So why change? why not change if you don't love it? <laughs> like if you, if you want it, when you were sitting there at the, at the bench, making your jewelry, thinking about, am I really passionate about this? Do I really want to be doing this? Is that, is this really my life's passion? Right. And then you realize that your jewelry was not coming out as good because your mind sure. was thinking about other stuff. And so you're like, Oh, yeah. I need to just focus on this piece and just get better at this craft because this is what I'm here doing. Yeah. But what if you just let that part of your mind run wild and think about what am I, what do I actually like? And then imagine like how good could you be at something that you actually are truly passionate about that you didn't just fall into, but you chose for yourself that your dad doesn't do that. You didn't just fall into that. You're not stuck in, but that you have uh, the ability to be passionate about and good at, and then have other people run for you so that you can go do other things you're passionate with your kids, which it feels, it sounds like that's what you're ultimately passionate about. Right. Understood. I mean, just a thought. Yeah, no, I understand. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, where my mind goes is I've done this for a long time. So I've done this for about 11 years. And to me, that's a long time. That is a long time. Um, I'm good at it. I have an opportunity to make a lot more money through it, Mm -hmm. which will support my family in a, in a, in a more full way. Um, also, I mean, I'm, I'm 34. If I, if I take my profession to the next level now, you know, if I, if I own a, a jewelry store of my own by the time I'm 36, 37, um, you know, when can I retire? Can I retire by the time I'm 50? Can I retire by the time I'm 55, 60? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with that. And how much, how much effort, how much more effort is it going to be for me to continue on the path that I'm on and be happy versus switching gears completely, starting in a field that I don't know as much about. I might like it more but I don't know as much about it. There's more uncertainty as to where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, how am I going to make ends meet? You know, just that, that, that nervousness and, and um, vulnerability of, man, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to pay the bills this month. Yeah. I know that I'll be able to pay the bills doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, you know, if I just stay the course and continue to build on the 11 years of experience that I already have, um, I, I see myself being able to provide my family with a better outcome doing that than if I were to switch gears. Yeah. And that's worth more to me than experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I guess it's the kind of the principle of, of holding on to what you already have rather than risking for something that you might have or that you could have. Mm-hmm because that's an unknown. Whereas what I have right now is a certainty. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I definitely hear you. I think that I think that you're a stable man. You're a stable guy who's capable who's capable of of doing things that you don't necessarily love for the the better good. You know, cuz you're it seems like a a big picture thinker. You like to think about I try to be. Yeah, I mean you are. You you do. That's what you that's I exactly that. That's so. exactly what you're saying. You're you're thinking about the big picture of what you can provide for your family because that's what you ultimately love. Yeah. And that's great. Um and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I I just I, I don't know. That. Yeah, of, of course not. I just think that there's I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I guess I don't really know what I'm ultimately ultimately trying to say. I guess it's just I so think that if if you could be happier doing something that still provides your family and and there's there's definitely risk, of course. Right. But what if you found that thing? And I know that what ifs are just what ifs. It's hypothetical and it's it's not real. But if there was a thing that you could find where you could just get over that hump of it's a risk. I'm not sure. But like if you could just see a little bit of the other side and it would be worth it. Yeah. And like how much, how much better of a dad would you be? How much more could you enjoy your children if you could be with them more? If you could, I don't know. Yeah. So what, what I think about when you say that is, um, why not just stay the course and my life is going to change, you know, if I become an owner versus an employee, my income is in high likelihood going to go up. I'm going to be able to have more of a disposable income to do the, you know, to go on the vacations and to, to, to have the, the things that my family, you know, deems important. Um, you know, why not just stay the course, continue to build on the skills that I already have and enjoy the benefits and the fruits that that provides rather than switching gears and taking that risk. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I mean, we're, you're, you're, you're a human being where you've, you've had kids, you have a, a family, you have responsibilities and things to provide for. Um, but I don't know. There's just life is about experience. Life is about confrontation and risk and, and taking the, that leap of that leap into the dark where you're like, I don't really know. I mean, if you're happy enough with jewelry and, and goldsmithing and, and owning, but I, but I know you like, I, I, I know you pretty well and you're, you're a lot like you me. Know me. You're a lot like me in the way that you have a lot of different interests. Yeah. You have this interest in investments, like investing in, in stocks and you're yeah. also really smart and you're really, uh, disciplined and, and you, you do this thing where you learn everything about that. You take classes, you invest time and energy into the, to the thing that gives you fulfillment. Like you, you learned about CrossFit from Jeremy like six months ago. And then now you're like all about CrossFit. Yeah. And so I just, I just hate that. I'm happy enough and I'll, I'll just stay the mm. course. Yeah. I may have misrepresented myself like I would say that it's it's different than being just happy enough um so there's a there's an aspect of like like chasing a a dream Mm -hmm. that I think 
is valuable to you. Like that's a value that you have is like chasing a dream that you have. Yeah. That exists also for me though in staying the course is like the dream for me isn't I see. changing the course. It's how, how far can I take this? How, how big can I make this? But when you talk about jewelry, it's like, it's not like I love the ins and outs of the jewelry business. I love making sure. these amazing, I mean, you get to be creative and stuff. And I, and I see, and I hear you saying, you know, you're an employee and you want to just take what you're already good at and purchase a business so that you don't have to always be there all the time. Well, I mean, I'll be there most of the time. Well, sure. But, but you know, I have, I have, I will, I expect to have more freedom, but your passion isn't sitting at a bench making jewelry. Uh, okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. So I don't love jewelry. Right. Okay. You're staying the course so that you can achieve this ultimate better thing, which is... Right. Okay. So think about it maybe this way. I don't wear jewelry. I mean, I wear a wedding ring. Um, I, I don't love jewelry. Jewelry doesn't get me going. I mean, I, I, I'm good at it mm-hmm. because I know it. Um, but I love the idea of owning a business. So if we take yeah. the jewelry aspect or the photography in your case mm-hmm. out of it, um, and we just boil it down to you own your own business and I have an opportunity to own my own business. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. I love that. That's like, what I, that's what I see as your passion Yeah, is by owning something like saying, this is my thing. I created this. Like that's what you're saying with your family. Right. This is my family. I created this family and all of the work that I'm doing is to provide them with a happy life, a comfortable, happy life where they're able to grow and I can spend time with them. And I, in your current life, you're not able to, because of circumstance, spend time as much time with them as you would prefer. Right. Not right now. Right. And so owning a business, jewelry, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. But to be able to say that you created something, this is yours, and I'm really good at this, I know the ins and outs, like you have this incredible amount of skill, potential, like you have an incredible amount of discipline and willpower. I I think that if that's jewelry, that's, that's great. Um, but it's great because it's what you're already good at. And it's, it's, you know, it, it right. You know, there's, there's aspects of it that you like, right. But you're not passionate about like wearing jewelry. You're passionate about what the jewelry does for the people that you give it to. And I see you as like this creative person who, I mean, and I could be projecting. I, I see a lot of myself in you where I'm like, I just want to create something. I, I like to be able to. And I don't know, maybe there's just something about having kids that makes it different where you're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay with what I, I'm, I know what I'm doing now because it's what's providing my family with this stability and consistency. Um, I don't know. I, if that didn't exist, like if your family didn't exist, would you stay the course of jewelry and and purchase a, a business, so a, if, a jewelry business. So if 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 nothing changed in my life right now except for my family disappeared, like Thanos snaps the fingers, mm-hmm. family's gone. 
would I stay the course? Um, yeah, because for me, the there's an excitement in transitioning from employee to owner. Mm. Yeah, like as an owner of a business, I will be able to be creative in ways um, that I haven't ever been able to express before. So, I mean, from the way that I advertise to the way that I, uh, you know, potentially remodel a store to the way that I, um, the way that I, uh, structure customer interactions, the way that, you know, just all the things about being a business owner and directing all the behind the scenes of, of how your business is going to operate. Those are the things that are exciting to me right now on my horizon which is just as exciting as what's my workout going to be tomorrow. It's just as exciting as you're definitely an entrepreneur. <laughs> you have this, like this, the, the right amount of desire for control, like to where it's, it's healthy. And, uh, you, you don't want to sit at a bench. You want to, you want to, um, control well, more. You want to, years. So, right. You want to control more than that. You want to express the the customer experience in a different way, in a way that you see is the business experience. I'd say I want to experience the the business, like the the jewelry business, in a different way, and not necessarily a jewelry business per se. But I I want the experience of being a business owner, mm-hmm. which. I mean, it makes sense that you would do that in the jewelry business. I'm, yeah, because like, what I know. Yeah, exactly. And it's what you're good at. You like it. You've said that. You know, you like it. Yeah, I like sitting at a bench. I like setting stones. I like carving wax. I like. Mm-hmm. I like the the bench work aspect of it. I also like the customer interaction aspect of it. Getting up from my bench and helping customers when they come in the door, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, providing them with a service. I, I enjoy it. Um, which I did, I, I didn't always enjoy, you know, that was mm. probably the hardest part for me of being a, a goldsmith is, is, you know, convincing other people that they need to buy jewelry. And I don't think about it that way anymore. I don't think about it like, like convincing somebody to buy something that I think they don't need, which is where I was at 10 years ago. When I first started, I was like, I don't like jewelry. Like, why would I convince somebody else to spend thousands of dollars on this thing that I don't <laughs> think is necessary? But I yeah. don't think about it that way anymore. I think about it as, you know, one day I'm going to own a business. One day I'm going to own a jewelry store. And people are going to always accessorize. People are always going to buy jewelry. Yeah, I've experienced that, you know, through... Um, recessions through the pandemic through they always have through history exactly people always have accessorized right so i am providing a service that's always going to be sought after and uh because i'm i'm good at creating the jewelry if i can now graduate to owning my own store um what in, in what ways can I build on what's already been done? How can I be a better jewelry store owner than 
the other jewelry store owners around me. Mm-hmm. You know, in in what ways can I excel in that in that area? And I've got a lot of ideas. And yeah, because it's, an, it's it. an expression of you. It's expression. It's an expression of your creativity. Yeah, dude, I love that. I think that if that is jewelry or if that's something else, I think that's perfect. Yeah. Being able to find something that is a, is an expression of you, and then taking that thing and making the world a better place, or a, or whether that's just a vehicle to allow you more time mm-hmm. doing the things that you like. Yeah. I think that's noble, and I hope that you get there. Like I, I would, I would love to see you owning your own business where you can. I don't know. I would just like to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. So would I. In <laughs> fact, I mean, while we've been podcasting, um, I've gotten a couple texts from uh, the the person who owns currently the jewelry store that I'm planning on purchasing. purchasing so yeah i mean it's it's not a it's rolling it's not an i hope you get there thing it's uh i'm excited for you when you get there yeah dude i can't wait type of thing so yeah it's gonna happen i'll uh i'll help you make your marketing videos thanks man <laughs> i'll hire you <laughs> love that yeah i i'm i'm curious to see uh just to kind of wrap it all up i'm i'm excited to see uh jasmine's perspective on everything that we've talked about like her i want to know her perspective and, and opinion on number one the thing with the big blowout you know with our sure. our relationship with the drinking that one night i'm curious to see her opinion on the um adoption and then yeah i mean i ultimately just want you and her to be happy and Whatever that looks like, I'm not going to like tell you that it needs to be a different way, of course. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just a big advocate of people getting what what they ultimately want that makes them feel like come alive. Sure. And that, yeah, that sounds like it, it might be that jewelry store for you. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your ability to, like, there's not a lot of people in my life who are this comfortable with confrontation, who are able to, like, dissect and dive back into uh, a difficult area of a relationship where, sure. where it directly affects you and I in such an emotional level where yeah, we I- didn't see eye to eye at the time. And, you know, it, yeah. was, it was interesting to see what you went through at that, at that time. Yeah, I think it's a part of my personality that a lot of people don't often get to see, but I'm like I'll talk about anything. Like if you yeah. want to talk about anything, I'll I'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a, a you know, a touchy conversation or just, you know, something that I don't know much about, like I'm happy, more than happy to to get into it and to just just have a conversation. Yeah. Um, I think that it's good. A lot of people need to hear that side of people. Like sure. the, the reality, because so many times you ju- we just have like a dinner party and we, we just talk about such. Well, it's just chit chat. Yeah, ends up being three hours of chit chat, and I don't love that. I'd I'd much rather um, like to sit down with a small group and have an intimate conversation about a deep topic. Yeah, you do a lot better with one on one or smaller groups. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I do. Is I that mean, true. Yeah, it is. Totally is. Um, you know, with with big groups, I just kind of find that uh, the conversation ends up being three hours of chit chat and I'm not super great at chit chat and not very fulfilled afterwards. Yeah. Not very fulfilled. Um, so yeah, I do, I do better with 
small groups or small one groups. on ones. And yeah. Yeah. It is easier. It's just less to focus on. It's less overwhelming, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's a perfect spot to end this, I think. Hopefully people find this uh, episode. Hope I mean, people aren't, they weren't as invested into this topic. And so it'll be interesting to hear people's uh, perspective on, because people get in fights and... Yes, they do. I'm, I'm just interested to hear, <laughs> you know, like what's your experience? What other, what are other people's experience with some, somebody that they got into a, a difficult situation with a fight sure. and how they resolved it. And, uh, I've never, yeah, you and I had that one-on-one privately around the campfire, but this is the only other time we've ever talked about it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be also interested to hear how other, if other people have had experiences <laughs> like that or, yeah. And I mean, if you have, uh, you know, good feedback on this episode, then I'd be more than happy to come back on and we can talk again. Yeah. It'd be cool to have you and Jasmine back on and see yeah. what that's like. Sure. Be like, Hey Jasmine, why didn't you tell him? Why didn't you? Yeah. I don't know if I was Jasmine in that moment and we're reopening it. Yeah. Well, reopening it with a, with a conclusion. If I was Jasmine in that moment, I would have, um, I, I would have just th- thought to myself, oh, I really want to have a drink tonight. This That sounds fun. Like this, my brother's drinking. Both my brothers are drinking. I really am curious about it. I'm going to go home and talk to my partner about this and and, and do it or, or talk about it and see how. Because, uh, well, but then again, like she's her own person. Yeah, you'll just have to ask her. I'm excited to hear her point of, her point of view. Yeah. Because... You can always say like, oh, well, if I was you, I would have, I would have behaved this way, but you know, I'm not her and yeah, she's her own person. She's an adult. She can make a decision. She did and she dealt with the aftermath and it worked out fine. So yeah, maybe, maybe it was just as it needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, without, without, (laughs) not to risk opening it back up, we should just close and and, and then have her on and see what she says. What do you think about that goose? Goose is just, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to groom myself while you guys hash it out. Yeah, he's been a good snuggle buddy. He's just been like three hours next to me, just two, sleeping. Yeah, two hours and 20 minutes he's been right there. Yeah, wow. Nice. All right, man. Thanks again. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>